You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. It is Wednesday, November 22nd, the day that John F. Kennedy was assassinated. You're listening to the American Journal. I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris, filling in for the Honorable Harrison Smith. We have a great broadcast lined up for you guys today. And before we dive into all of that, I want to make sure that you guys know that right now in the InfoWars store, there's a way you can support this broadcast. Keep in mind, this broadcast is 100% funded by you, the listener. And in order to keep this broadcast on air and continue fighting the globalists, you guys should be aware that we have our Black Friday sale going on right now in the InfoWars store. Take advantage of that. In fact, I got some Survival Shield X2 right in front of me. And we're going to go ahead and take this because I completely forgot to this morning. And we'll put some of this in here. Survival Shield X2. If you guys haven't tried this stuff, it's fantastic. You start having some wicked dreams. It seems to clear up some of the cobwebs in your brain. It's pretty nice. The iodine in there really helps get me going in the morning. Just mix some of that with your water. And it's delicious, man. That water. Nothing gets you going like Survival Shield X2 in the morning. I tell you right now, if you guys make this purchase during this broadcast or anytime today and you send me a email, show tips at the rundownlive.com, I will send you, I will send you a free rundown live t-shirt. That being said, we have a great broadcast today. Joining us will be Matthew James Bailey in the second hour and third hour. It'll be a great broadcast. We'll be diving into the AI ethics. He is the gold child of AI ethics. He does presentations all over the world talking about robotics, smart cities, and automation, and brain chip interfaces. You name it. We'll be diving into it today on today's broadcast. So don't go anywhere. Share that live feed. Punch the like button. And we're going to dive right into it. And don't forget, check out the Infowars.com for your daily news. So that being said... This first hour, we're going to be diving into, um, first of all, the Midwest public hearings on uh, environment and development. This document that recently got published, and it's kind of going all over the Internet, talks about a depopulation agenda. This is from 1991, all right, the House Chamber State Capitol of Des Moines, Iowa. When you want to talk about conspiracies and how people want to paint everyone, and the information that we aggregate on broadcasts like the American Journal as potential conspiracies and not genuine. Here's some actual facts of government documents of United Nations infiltrating and communicating with local governments their agenda for population reduction quotas. What does population reduction mean? What does that mean to you guys? Well, essentially, when you break down what is population reduction, well, it's murder, right? And who are they looking at murdering? Do you think they're going to go ahead and be good examples themselves and be like, well, we're this elitist scum. We're going to do the world a favor and do it a solid. And, you know, we're going to off ourselves. Nah, that's not what they're talking about here. They're talking about depopulating the nations across the world, people like you and me. And when you look at this document, the first thing you'll notice is it mentions one of the more nefarious secret societies, the Club of Rome. Hmm, 
I thought there was no such thing as a club of Rome that was birthed out of the Bilderberg organization. And if you've never heard of the Bilderberg group, well, all you have to do is go to band.video and do a little search on Bilderberg group or even the rundown live. There's a great interview there with Mark Anderson, Jim Tucker's protege uh, right there on it. They'll dive right into what is the Bilderberg group. But the Club of Rome is a steering committee and it's allegedly did not exist. But here, this document talks about how it was founded in 1968. What's even more fascinating, they use a term that, you know, they claim never exists or does not exist, and that's the term New World Order. Why is it that they're having meetings in Iowa discussing the world order all the way back then? Well, I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these messages. You're listening to the American Journal. Catch you guys in just a minute. To the American Journal. I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris, host of the Rundown Live, Milwaukee's independent news and talk radio. You can check us out on band.video, also the rundownlive.com. We're here nightly bringing you information you won't hear anywhere else. And I'm honored to be sitting in for the great Harrison Smith, who's been busy filling in on the war room. And we've been diving into this initiative for eco. Uh, Science 92 Earth Charter that was uh, published. It's even signed by the governor of Iowa, Terry uh, uh, Brandstad. I verified the signature. This is all real documents. In these documents, I want to kind of dive into these for a minute. It says, the present vast overpopulation, now far beyond the world carrying capacity, cannot be answered by future reductions in the birth rate due to the contraception, sterilization, abortion, but must be met in the present by reduction in the numbers presently existing. This must be done by whatever means necessary. Whatever means necessary. What does that mean? Does that mean mass pandemic? Does that mean war? Does that mean, you know, going in and get your old, you know, health checkup and the doctor giving you poor advice? I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure, but this is their own documents suggesting that this must be met in the present by reduction of the numbers presently existing. What are numbers that are presently existing? Well, those numbers are represented by you and I. We are those numbers. That's not future numbers through contraception and, you know, future chop shop babies, you know, just going ahead and aborting children left and right to dedicate that for their personal gain of overpopulation. And where did this overpopulation myth come from? Some people argue that you could fit everyone in the planet in a small county in Florida. Is it the natural resources? And who's having these debates? And how come we're not included? Especially where this document from the United Nations claims that numbers presently existed need to be reduced. It does. It also goes on to claim that the issue is falsely debated between political and cultural approach to population and resources, which in fact faced with stubborn obstruction in day-to-day political expediency, 
which make most of the leaders of the most populous poor countries unreliable. The issue is a compulsory cooperation. Compulsory cooperation is not debatable with 166 nations, most with whose leaders are irre uh, irresolute, conditioned by localist cultures and lacking appropriate notions of the new world order. Debate means delay and forfeiture of our goals and purpose. The UN action against Iraq proves conclusively that the resolute action on our part can sway other leaders to go along with the necessary program. Iraq action proves that aura of power can be projected, sustained in the wave of history and move forward. Therefore, the following policy must be implemented. The Security Council of the UN, led by the Anglo-Saxon major nation powers, will decree that henceforth the Security Council will inform all nations that its sufferance on population is ended, that all nations have quotas for reduction. That's right, there's a quota for reduction on a yearly basis, which will be enforced by the Security Council by selective and total embargo of credit, items of trade, including food and medicine, or by military force when required. The Security Council of the UN will inform all nations that outmoded notions of the national sovereignty will be discarded and that the Security Council has complete legal, military, and economic jurisdiction in the region of the world, and this will be enforced by the major nations. The Security Council, the Security Council of the UN will take possession of all natural resources, including watersheds and the great forests, and used to preserve for the good of the major nations and Security Council. All of the above constitute the new world order in which all nations, regions, races will cooperate with the decisions of the major nations of the Security Council. The purpose of this document is to demonstrate the action delayed could well be fatal. Oh, well be fatal. New world order doesn't exist, but here it is in the UN documents. Who do you vote for to represent you in the United Nations? I want you to think about that for a second. Who? represents you? Who do you vote for? And who put these people in the positions that they are? What is the Council on Foreign Relations? What is the Trilateral Commission? The truth is, we don't vote for representation. So why is it that this piece of crap paperwork even exists and is getting floated around? Well, it's lobbyism through globalist scum who wants you to think that you're just a number and that there's nothing that you can do to implement change in the world you live in, that there's an overpopulation reduction goals and that you're gonna conform no matter which country you are in. This document also starts to say, state superiority based on regions of the world that you live in. Certain regions are superior, so they'll be less likely to be prone to population reduction. Sounds like smart racism to me. Somebody wants to depopulate certain underprivileged areas, but these are the same leaders that are going around toting equality and equity. The plan for this new world order and Adam Weishaupt utopian agenda is moving forward under the guise of something called fully automated luxury communism. That's the goal of the futurists where people will go ahead and have brain chip interfaces. We're going to dive into a lot of interesting topics today. We may even open up the lines in the third hour. 
But this idea of globalism and a new world order is not a new idea. It stems back to the 1700s and a guy named Adam Weishaupt who came up with this dystopian agenda, which seems to be the roadmap that most globalists in the United Nations have begun to push for. The idea of eugenics. For many years, there was this trends analytic website called Deagle Trends. Have you guys heard of Deagle Trends? If not, you should check out their website because it's pretty interesting. Deagle Trends is used by our government, the Pentagon, top military, to forecast trends using things like artificial intelligence, metadata gathering. Well, Deagle Trends published that they believe that the United States population may be reduced by as much as two-thirds by the year 2025. Where is this reduction coming from? And how will it happen? The main point and the reason why we are here is to educate you guys so you can be prepared, so you can educate other people, so you can bring this information to the loved ones around you, to your friends, give you ammo to stock up, learn how to be prepared, to dive down spiritually, raise consciousness, and have an understanding of the world and the wickedness that we're up against. Ask yourself, what is your role in this fight? And it's okay to run out of gas sometimes. But we need to refuel because the fight is happening now. Look around you. People are getting knocked down left and right. Censorship is happening. Half the independent media that was around 10 years ago is nowhere to be found. But yet, the spear tip, the genuine, the OGs are here. And we're still growing. We're pushing forward to fight against this new world or world agenda. Depopulation, eugenic, this evil, this world under the guise of utopianism, of some kind of new world order, and now AI, brain chip interfaces, digital twins, cloning, all these things are coming down the road. If you guys want to get in the fight, there's no better way than to support this broadcast. If you guys do, send me an email. Show tips at the Rundown Live. Pick up some Survival Shield X2. And if you pick up something at the Infowars shop during this broadcast, send me that email. Send a screenshot, and I'll send you a free Rundown Live shirt. They're kind of cute. They're kind of sexy. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. You're listening to the American Journal. I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening. 
today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. Bodies is back. The ultimate turmeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, turmeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system and so much more regular turmeric from the store contains about one to five percent of the active ingredient curcuminoids but our super powerful extract using bodies contains over 95 percent of the active ingredients in turmeric no other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system so if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test then look no further grab yourself a bottle today for 25 percent off at m4store.com and put your body at ease Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. You're listening to the American Journal. I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris, host of the Rundown Live Milwaukee's independent news and talk radio. You can view our stuff at the rundownlive.com and or band.video forward slash the Rundown Live, where we post our videos. We air weeknights, four nights a week, Monday through Thursday. Make sure you check out our broadcast. But today, I'm filling in for the Honorable Harrison Smith. So today, we'll be talking about brain chip interface. We're going to move to the next subject here. Brain chip interface. Now, to a lot of people out there, the idea of putting an invasive brain chip into their head is quite frightening. But the truth is, they're moving towards something called non-invasive brain communication technology, where you can put on, let's say, a visor or a helmet or maybe even something as simple as a pair of Oakley shades, right? And they'll be more stylistic. And then you'll be able to do things and bring things up just using your brain and control things with your thought. I know that sounds interesting, but at the same time, the idea of installing chips into the body is frightening to a lot of individuals. There's a lot of great applications. Literally in the news, there's stories of people who are now walking again, and it's even curing Parkinson's to place chips in the spinal region to continue communication from the brain to your neurology, allowing people to walk. That's great. The question is, is, when does this become the matrix? And how far and how difficult is it to progress? Because we talk about a lot of futuristic things on this broadcast, such as digital twin, where people are getting exact digital replicas of themselves, downloading their thoughts and metadata right into the computer, that one day that they could even visit and attend their own funeral. You'll be able to see them on the TV screen. They will act like you, but they won't be you. We'll be diving into that a little bit later when we talk about cloning. 
But in this document, in this article, which was highly overlooked a couple of years ago, and I wanted to bring this up, entitled, or titled, Gabe Newell believes brain interfaces will create games superior to reality fairly quickly. Now, before we talk about this, I have to plug the most amazing new video game out there. And that's NWO Wars with Alex Jones. You ever wanted to be Alex Jones? Well, you don't need a brain chip interface. Go pick up the latest game on InfoWars. It looks like a lot of fun for those old school lovers of shoot 'em ups and Contra and vintage gaming. It's pretty cool. Uh, I was watching some live streams on it. But how it equates and what we're talking about here is how brain chip interfaces will change the world we live in. Gabe Newell says the future of gaming may lie in brain-computer interface technology. A brain-computer interface, for short, is in an interview with One News, a television network in Newell's home, away from home, New Zealand. The co-founder of Valve talks about a vision of what gaming might look like once powered by brain-chip interfaces. And it sure sounds immersive at a level us mere mortals could hardly imagine. And extensively scary. He goes on to say, we're working on an open source project so that everyone can have high resolution read technologies built into our headsets in a bunch of different modulates. However, that's not the alarming thing. The alarming thing goes a little deeper. Newell says, and he clearly an avid fan of brain chip interface technology that Connecting to people's motor cortex and visual cortex is going to be way easier than people expect it. What does that mean? And that it will merely be a process of learning what th uh, how things work and what things don't. What turns out to be worthwhile and what turns out to be party trick. Your visual cortex. Yeah, Newell does expand on what may come to pass, and that is editing of these signals. He says that gaming could become far more impressive than anything even possible or imaginable with our meat peripherals. That means your eyes, meat peripherals. This is matrix stuff. You're going to plug into the matrix. You're going to be in your little brain chip interface chair, or you're going to have your visor on. You're going to detach from reality. And you're going to be in your little World of Warcraft world or Elder Scrolls or whatever it is. And you're going to feel like you are really there. Meet peripheral. What a great term. Our ability to create experiences through people's brains that are not mediated through their meat peripherals will actually be better than it, than is possible, Newell says. So you're, you're used to experience the world through your eyes, but eyes were created by the low-cost bidder who didn't care about failure rates and RMAs. And if it got broken, there was no way of fixing it effectively. Totally makes sense for an evolutionary perspective, but is not at all reflective of consumer preferences. We'll just plug you into the matrix. Hmm. Sounds fascinating. It's a whole leap and bounds to having a brain chip interface and making you walk again or curing diseases. Sounds addictive. Sounds like they're going to have everyone 
sitting in a chair experiencing a reality that isn't real. Then you hear about organizations like Samsung making an exact digital clone of our Earth, probably to predict the future using metadata or to forecast trends or forecast what the future may hold or what the weather is or what the stock market will do or what the outcome of a war will be or what overpopulation or where they need to depopulate. Or just to create video games for you to become a useless sloth in your home sitting in a chair. Now, I'm not saying it wouldn't be cool to be able to plug in and go to the world of Warcraft and do battle in the medieval style, but who and what data is going to be all collected from you and who is it going to and how is it going to be used? And when it's non-invasive brain-computer interfaces and they're doing this and they can Basically, you, you use your meat peripherals to warp you into the matrix. What kind of impact will it have on you? So now we're going to talk about, in this next segment, a step further. They're now talking about how with these brain-computer interfaces, you can play video games or games that's now in the news. I literally was published and talked about this stuff years ago. Publishing articles and news so that you guys can understand what is going on down the road. Brain chip interfaces, nanobots parting in your brain, Ray Kurzweil says. By the 2030s, everyone's going to have nanobots in their brains. Where is this nanotech coming from? Hmm. There's a lot of theories there. That being said, when we come back, we're going to dive into the brain chip interfaces and how they're now controlling robots with their thoughts. I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris. We'll be back. You're listening to the American Journal. Make sure you check out the InfoWars store. Pick up some Survival Shield X2. Black Friday sale. Black Friday sale. Go take advantage of it. Support this broadcast. Keep us on air. Help us lead the fight against these tyrannical New World Order scum. Please listen closely because this is life-changing critical information. The globalists are bombarding us with toxic chemicals hitting us in the air, the water, the food, the 5G, the poison shots, the shedding, the GMO, all of it. But God's given us compounds through nature that do incredible things in our body. And one of the most important, if not the most important, is vitamin B12. We've got the best organic vitamin B12 Ultra 12, a bestseller, finally back in stock after close to a year being sold out. You take it under the tongue for better absorption, and it's 40% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com. So go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Get your Ultra 12 and other great products and for 40% off. Some products are even more, and it keeps the show on the air. That is a 360 win. The only way you lose is not taking action. I thank you all for your support, being part of this fight. Now go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Kristan Harris. It sounds like the world is leading to this crazy technological evolution that we have no control over. But I want to tell you guys, that's not true. 
The truth is, is you need to get into the game. And right now, there's no better way to get into the game than to support this broadcast and check out the InfoWars store and the Black Friday sales. That's right. Black Friday specials have arrived. If you've been waiting to get the most for your buck, up to 60% off, free shipping, and double Patriot points. Get into the InfoWars store. Support this broadcast. Just so you know, 60% off right now. BrainForce Plus, BrainForce Ultra, 50% off the Red Pill Plus, one of my favorite products. Mm. I also take the VasoBeat. That's 40% off. DNA Force Plus, go get it. CoQ10, mm. all that good stuff. Good for your body. Good for your health. Good for your cognition. Much better than a brain chip interface, right? When the futurists want to download data right to your brain, because that's that's where we're going, right? You're going to be able to learn K through 12, download that. You're going to have little eight-year-olds running around with adult-type consciousness. And you're going to have the creepos of the world trying to justify and say that they're adults. Just saying, watch for it. You don't think that's going to happen with this globalist scum? Just look at Epstein's Island. Look at the way they're predatory amongst these youth. We need to save and protect children, amongst other things. Now, I'm not saying all this technology is terrible. It's a double-edged sword, right? We can get people to walk again who are paralyzed using computer interfaces and chips in the body. Now, this is a long or short jump away, excuse me, from what many people believe is some sort of mark of the beast. And we may be able to dive into that topic a little bit as well. But in the news, I found this fascinating because they're really working on this non-invasive brain computer interfaces because let's be honest, nobody wants to put a chip in their brain. Nobody wants to put a chip in their noggin. So if you can get it to communicate with nanoparticles or nanobots or anything of that sort, and do it non-invasively, well, then you got a product that you can sell to the masses. So when it comes down to it, they want to make you a useless, programmed human being. Look at the, the internet programming. Look at the TV programming. The flicker rates where they're putting in subtle imagery to get us to think a certain way, to buy certain products. Well, it'd be a lot easier if you have a brain chip interface and you can send a commercial right to your brain and you're like, oh, I could go for some of those filthy, dirty chicken McNuggets at McDonald's. Ugh, I'm going to curl. But now, in the news, graphene sensor could let you control robots with your mind. That's right. Robot with your mind, drone with your mind. I want you to stop and think about what kind of military application does this have? This sounds like something straight out of, was it Spider-Man, the movie where they had the guy, the evil villain that controlled all the drones to make a holographic monster that was destroying a city? Holoportation devices are something real and we should be talking about as well that are coming. That's interesting technology, something straight out of Star Wars. You're the only one that can save me, Obi-Wan. But graphene sensors could let you control robots with your mind. What kind of robots? Well, here they have and they show a robot military dog. It says... Australian researchers have used the wonder material graphene to develop sensors that could enable anyone anyone control robot technology with their minds. Mm. You know, 
those beautiful little dog robots where they can just put a cannon or a laser on the back. And how many of them could they control? So in the future, are the super soldiers of the world with brain chip interfaces, with military applications, going to be on the battlefield with their mech warrior counterparts? If you didn't see that, that's also in the news. There's a developer developing some kind of like battle tech mech warrior, like exoskeleton where humans in it and it's like a robot walking around and they're like, oh, this could be used for, you know, exploring Mars and mining. And yeah, we're going to be seeing those things maybe potentially in war. But how about a hundred of these robotic dogs or just give those things some wheels, have them transform, whatever, just like in Transformers, that can be controlled by one individual with a brain-computer interface. With real-time data being downloaded to the brain chip interface for these super soldiers. What kind of military applications could stuff like this have? Now, think about law enforcement. You're going to have a law enforcement officer with his little Google goggles that's going to be able to have x-ray type technology map out what the inside of your building looks like will identify you give your citizen credit score you know because in the future we'll all have citizen credit scores and every interaction will become a transaction and if you don't think that's coming you need to pay attention central banking digital currency this all works for a very dystopian smart city prison city type aspect of the new world order in some shapes and forms, wants to mold and wants you to live in. They want you to be part of this smart world. But is it really smart? Whenever they put smart in front of something, it seems like it makes it dumber, makes you dumber at least. Smart phones, people don't even look up at the sky anymore. Walking around with your cell phones, falling into fountains, all sorts of crazy stuff. But the idea that this technology is getting further and further down the road before we're before you know it, we're going to have a night scope K5 or cops using brain computer interfaces to control robots to be able to get all this made at that in real time. It's a really, well, of course, those who do not want to really go ahead and police you in a minority report fashion. Pre-crime, thought crime, they're going to monitor your thoughts. And they don't even need a brain chip interface, potentially, to do that. They now have all this new technology, microwave weaponry. They had that Raytheon whistleblower talking about earthquake weapons and monitoring travel in Antarctica, using this weapon to do such things as cause earthquakes. Whether or not that's true, it's interesting. It's worth listening. To this individual. But where does this lead and where does it go? Digital twins, AI. So now we got brain computer interfaces run by humans and robots by humans. But how long before we just skip that narrative, which I think it's already here? Fully autonomous 
robotics used in war, fully autonomous robots used in policing, built in with Stingray or Hailstorm technology. It's downloading all cell phone conversations in real time in order to fight crime. It's going to keep you safer. It's always for your safety. It's the cult of safety. But none of it really keeps you safe. None of it does. And how is it that they're casting a spell on you? As you know, the scribe of God in the biblical sense, his name was Metatron. What is Meta, as in Metadata? Is that who you are? And what is Tron, as in the movie where you download people into a computer? Metatron. A little magic behind words there for you guys. When we come back, we're going to be talking about AI Jesus, cloning. And what does that mean to you, AI Jesus? Is AI Jesus here to save you? Or is AI Jesus here to condemn you? We'll be back. You're listening to the American Journal. I'm your host, Chris Don T. Harris of the Rundown Live, Milwaukee's Independent News and Talk Radio. Thanksgiving 2023 is here, and I'm giving Thanksgiving for all we've done against tyranny and your incredible support together in this fight. And I'm particularly giving Thanksgiving that X2, our number one product, the only true atomic iodine on the market after a year plus of being sold out, is finally back in stock, ready to ship now. If you don't know the power of X2 and the iodine conspiracy, you are insane. Get X2 now. It could be the last run ever we get shut down. While you still can, at InfoWarsStore.com. Research iodine deficiency and billions of people with cognitive disabilities because they don't have it. X2, X2, X2 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Takes a few weeks to kick in, but it is the building block to everything. It's the missing link. They bomb us with the fluoride that is in the same family, but has the opposite effect. This is the holy grail of supplements and empowering yourself. X2, back in stock right now. Discount at InfoWarsStore.com. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed, dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
You're listening to the American Journal. I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris of the Rundown Live, Milwaukee's independent news and talk radio. You can find us on Bandot Video, also Rumble. You can find me on Twitter, Kristan T. Harris, and or Facebook, if anyone still uses that platform. But there's no social media platform that is growing faster, I think, right now than the good old TikTok. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because there is a sensation, and it's not a new sensation, that's taking over the platform. Not literally, but it is a computer-generated TikTok Jesus. And it promises divine blessings and a potential jackpot for its creator, according to studyfinds.org. A TikTok profile profile called Daily Believer has 70 videos with computer-generated Jesuses looking directly at the viewer, beseeching them to stop scrolling and watch the next minute's worth of content. The reason why I'm bringing this up is this AI Jesus has millions and millions and millions of views. And if you comment on AI Jesus, I believe, well, then you'll be blessed. But if you don't, you may be condemned. And when you go ahead and you view the good old Daily Believer TikTok page, you'll notice that on the bottom of each of these videos, you're getting thousands of people saying, I believe. Do you believe in AI Jesus? Now, inherently, if we think about this, programming something to be good like a free thinker like Jesus Christ was, the Son of God, per se, is not inherently evil. We'd we'd hope that all AI aspire be as if they are Jesus Christ. But people are putting their faith already in AI. They're going, they're commenting, I believe, believing that they are going to get some kind of blessings given to them by AI Jesus. A man-made product to imitate whatever the authentic product was 2,000-some years ago. And now AI Jesus is controlling and getting views left and right on TikTok, the good old addictive platform. I don't know what they put into the subliminal programming of TikTok, but it's really hard to get off that app when people get on it. Can't sleep at night if you're scrolling on it. But AI Jesus is here developing or delivering 22 million views on some of its videos telling people that it's going to perform miracles, which I'm here to tell you right now, it's all hogwash. The reason why I feel this topic is worth a mention on this broadcast is because of the fact that people are so eager to put their faith in something that they're easily falling for, uh, we'll call it cyber Satan like my good old friend Leo Lyons Zagami would call it. Good old cyber Satan. Coming around as Jesus Christ, and people believe that's going to change their life. Now, is it bad that people may feel like their day is better because of 
AI Jesus. No, there's nothing wrong with it. Is it wrong for AI Jesus to spout out valuable verses? Could AI Jesus be a good thing for a lot of people? Sure. But to put your faith in it, to say, I believe in AI Jesus, that's a whole nother thing. To say that this imitation represents the authentic is a whole nother situation. Now, I'm going to bring some conjecture and tell you guys that this may or may not be possible in the future. But I, it's starting to look more and more possible as they're now talking about potentially cloning humans. That's right. Designer babies are already here. They're walking on this planet. Somebody has created a designer baby. They're talking about cloning humans so that you can swap out body parts like oil changes. But it isn't too far-fetched that in the near future, instead of swapping out body parts like oil changes, maybe you'll just swap out a body. You'll download your digital twin into a computer, and then you'll upload that digital twin into the new meat suit that was cloned for you. Sounds crazy. There's news articles on it. They're talking about doing it already, potentially. Is it possible? I'm not sure. Maybe a good question for our next guest. But what if AI Jesus gets downloaded into a human meat suit? You know, a cloned version of Jesus. You'd have the second coming, and you'd have people lined up to buy it, hook, line, and sinker. Mmm. Juicy worm at the end of that hook. And in a world that it seems so hopeless, people are finding hope in things that are not authentic. When it comes to the insecurities of this world, No person, no wife, no government can offer you securities. It's through your own hard work. It's through your own prayer and life changes, so self-improvement, that we develop securities that when insecure times come around, we can stand up and fight this tyranny. People will call it blasphemous. Oh, how do you not like AI Jesus? Look at he does so many good things. Look at what it's doing for Christianity. When you believe AI Jesus is going to bring miracles to fruition because you type I believe at the bottom of the video, that's a whole different story. But it's not only AI Jesus. They have digital AI celebrities now. They have digital influencers that aren't even real people. They put this lot, little fake digital hot male or female image on Instagram. We'll get three million followers. Not even real. And it can influence people and what they believe, what they see, what they hear. I encourage you guys, after you listen to these broadcasts today, that maybe today, this Thanksgiving, you put your cell phone down for three or four hours. Put it away. Connect to reality. Connect to this planet. Reach out to somebody. Go for a walk in nature. We're so immersed in technology that it is starting to take over our reality. 
And you can use technology. It's a, it's a tool. It can be used for good. It could be used for evil. If it could be used to make a utopian world or a dystopian world. You could have AI Jesus that will help people go to church. You could have AI Jesus that will tell you that you're going to hell. And if you don't type, I believe, you will not get these blessings. People are so easily, easily swindled these days. It's time to wake up. It's time to take on metaphoric arms, educate yourself, plant seeds in the fertile garden of your mind, grow healthy ideas with non-GMO news. News like that is provided by platforms like Infowars.com, the American Journal, the Rundown Live, the War Room with Owen Schroyer, and Alex Jones Infowar. This information will help you prepare for the world that is coming, the AI Jesus, the artificial intelligence, and how it can be used for both good and evil because it's not going away. So you better learn how it's going to happen and how it's going to work and what it means to you. Because AI could help you make a lot of money. I promise you that. And if it does, how could you use that money to benefit mankind? How could you use that to raise consciousness? See, there's many facets. There's many working gears. And the question is, is what is in your heart? And how can you implement change? It's time for you to find that courage. Courage is when fear shows itself that you don't run, but you face the demon. And that's exactly what we want for you guys. You're listening to the American Journal. I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris. We'll be back. Matthew James Bailey is our guest. Don't go anywhere. It'll be a great show. Omega-3 fatty acids are needed for optimal strength, and they can only be obtained through diet. They can be found in grass-fed beef, which is why the ruling class is trying to ban it, and they can be found in fish, which are arguably the best source of omega-3s. But the problem today is finding fish without a high mercury content. Your best option is our ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil, at InfoWarsStore.com. Omega-3 fatty acids are essential for both our neurological and cardiovascular systems, our brain and our heart. They improve mood, mental clarity, and immune function. Get your essential omega-3 fatty acids from the best sources available, ultimate fish oil and ultimate krill oil. Get some today at InfoWarsStore.com. tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Kristan Harris. Kristan Harris here, just letting you guys know to support us. If you guys support Infowars.com, check out the Black Friday specials in the store. If you make a purchase today, you send me an email, show tips at the Rundown Live with a screenshot. I'll send you a free shirt, a Rundown Live shirt. 
And um, it's really imperative that you support this broadcast. There's a lot of great sales going on. 60% off Brain Force, 50% off Red Pill Plus. You can have Vaso B, DNA Force Plus, D, uh, Whole Food Multivitamin, 40% off. Survival Shield X2 is 25% off. That's what I took here this morning. It's your Nissan Iodine. It's wonderful. You get crazy wild dreams when you take it. I'm just saying it helps you think clearly and helps you think clearly. So our next guest that we're going to be bringing on here after this break is a very interesting individual. I had a chance to personally meet Matthew James Bailey in Palm Springs, Indian Wells, this last, I think it was spring, early summer. And I had to do some research because he was very well-spoken on the subject of AI, and I didn't know who I was dealing with, to be honest. You know, you meet people, you're networking, you're out there going, talking to everyone you can, and then you meet somebody, and then you look them up, and you start going, boy, this person is on my level. He's understanding of what's going on in the world, and he brings a new vision of enlightenment. Matthew James Bailey Stands as a beacon of hope and inspiration. His leadership reminds us that at the intersection of technology and authentic ethics, the spirituality lies the path to the future where humanity and life can not only survive, but thrive in a magnificent harmony with the digital world, thus remaining aligned with the benevolent principles of creation. Matthew stands apart as a futurist. His work is not confined to disclosure in shaping the future following an enlightenment experience. A practical or purposeful paradise plan was revealed that catalyzed uh, the liberation of the digital realm, driving global innovation through critical foundational stages such as AI. Bailey stands at the intersection of universal, universal consciousness, innovative technology, systematic global change, Renowned for pioneering advance, advances in ethical artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things, and smart cities, he is a luminary in his field. That's one of the reasons I thought you guys should hear from him. His credentials are formidable. He's featured in the Who is Who in Artificial Intelligence, nominated for a World Technology Award, and recognized by the U.S. government as a person of extraordinary ability as being the top 1% in the world. His research has earned him a Visiting Scholar 2022 position with the National Institute of Aerospace and NASA. Matthew has also been a guest lecturer at the world, world's premier university, Cambridge, UK. Matthew is a visionary behind Inventing World 3.0 Evolutionary Ethics for Artificial Intelligence. This seminal work lays the ethical foundation for a future where AI enhances rather than inhibits the richness and diversity of human experiences. A second world 3.0 volume serving as a practical guide for humanity to discover the true North Star within a new era of intelligence, including the next stage of human development into the world we live in. Using the principles from World 3.0, he founded AIethics.world, a platform that empowers governments and businesses through AI leadership and training. When we come back from break, Matthew James Bailey, folks, don't go anywhere. You're going to want to hear this interview 
punch the like button, share the live feed. And if you got questions, the second hour, we're probably going to open up the phone lines. We're going to hear from you guys and get your thoughts. I'm Kristan T. Harris. We'll be back. Journal with your host, Kristan Harris. Matthew James Bailey is our guest. We've been talking about AI Jesus and how people are typing, I believe, at the bottom of the comments because they want to believe in AI Jesus. It's fascinating how AI has evolved to where it's almost communicating like a human being with other humans. And it's got great, you know, potential as way as well as some nefarious you know potential and our next guest here i would call him the golden child of ai ethics matthew james bailey welcome to this broadcast thank you for joining us today good morning Kristen. good morning everybody it's fascinating to to see how ai is involved now we got ai jesus and it's pretty interesting because people want to believe. They want to believe in something, uh, Matthew. And it seems like AI Jesus is getting uh, tens of millions of hits and people want to believe in the AI. And I want to believe, too, at some level that AI has some great purpose and could do great things for humanity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jesus is the ultimate influencer. You know, over 30 percent of the world follow Christ. And that's remarkable. So Jesus is certainly the ultimate influencer. There's no doubt about it. The the key thing with artificial intelligence, Kristen, is we need to understand that we're part of an intelligently, divinely orchestrated uh, universe. And when we understand that, then we can start to develop artificial intelligence for us to thrive in body, mind and spirit as a species and to move into a new destiny with AI as this partner, not an invader. The um, Today, uh, Kristen, the majority of AI leadership believe in a mechanical view of the universe and don't believe in the divine spark. And therefore, they're basically inventing AI on a false worldview. And we it's critical with our ethics, we get the true worldview of who we are as a species and who we are in creation. And how does AI fit into that? It's interesting to see how these elitists, a lot of times, they even have a church of AI where they mm. want to worship AI like it's a god. But instead of working alongside AI, they want it to be the leader. And we don't know which direction AI would even bring us other than that we're programming the AI. Yeah, well, well, let's be clear. So first of all, AI will never have our divine spark, right? It will never have a soul, right? And to be honest, AI is pretty dumb today. We're in the first age of AI, Kristen, which is the age of narrow AI. And that has less than 25% of the abilities of our brain, okay? But still, it's changing everything we do in society. So people speak to Alexa or Siri, that's artificial intelligence. When you have a lane control mechanism on your car to know it's safe to overtake, that is artificial intelligence. People will have used ChatGPT as a personal diesel buddy. You know, it's, AI is being used to fly drones. It's being used in healthcare to uh, detect cancer. Um, 
it's being used everywhere to protect our cyber grids. It's being used. It's passed the law exam. It's it's uh, you know it, it's it's being used everywhere as uh, effectively an assistant for us to basically be better in our different services and experiences in society. It's quite remarkable, actually. But what's interesting is the next age of AI we've just entered, Kristen, which is the age of artificial general intelligence or strong AI. And that's where artificial intelligence starts to develop cognition, emotional intelligence, and other types of of abilities that we naturally have in our organic divine design. And that is about 75% of the current capabilities of our human brain. And that will change everything. So it's imperative we get the right ethics into artificial intelligence in order to align truthfully with who we are in creation as a human species and to be a partner in the next step of development into what I call homo lucilius and not descend into hell, which is homo hybris. So what are some of the hurdles we are seeing with the ethics with AI? First of all, I noticed when ChatGPT came out, it was uh, aligning with a lot of conspiratorial things that I would consider uh, conspiracy fact. And they decided that, uh, well, they don't really want AI to be honest all the time. In fact, there's things that maybe they don't want people to know that AI was answering. So there's a thin line there. So how do we tackle this? Like, what's the hurdles that we have to face when it comes to AI and the ethics of AI? Yeah. So first of all, we need an authentic worldview. and, and, And that will challenge humanity. The question is this, Kristen, who is humanity in creation? What's its purpose? What's its destiny? So that authentic worldview is imperative for us to rediscover as a species in order for us to truly invent artificial intelligence correctly. What we need, a declaration of ethics for artificial intelligence based on that worldview. And so what we're seeing today is um, effectively... Uh, 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 incorrect worldviews that are basically misdefining ethics. So what we're seeing uh, uh, is the woke movement, for example, being embodied in artificial intelligence. We don't want that. We know there's a male and we know there's a female, right? Um, and, and, And so, you know, we've been given gender, right, by the divine, and we want AI to honor that. We also need truth, real truth, and free speech in artificial intelligence. And so this is why Elon has launched Truth GPT um, under the X banner and doing universal AI so that true free speech is honored, which is democracy, right? And also that AI understands who we are as a species in the universe and honors the preciousness of life and honors our divine spark to thrive. So we have some challenge in understanding what are authentic ethics. And this is the question we must address first. And then we can start to understand how to design and program artificial intelligence properly in order for it to align with who we truly are as a human species in creation. And this is beautiful because what we can do, we can change the current systems into new systems of thriving quo where we're moving into this true age of abundance and this true age of thriving in body, mind, and spirits. That's really important. 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting, especially when they're programming ChatGPT to be woke. If I go to ChatGPT, though, and tell them I'm transfinancial and I identify as a billionaire, will it honor my dollar bill as 100? I doubt it. You know, it's interesting how they seem to work with all this data and uh, they go ahead and they want to push an agenda and program individuals. And I agree, bringing it back to some kind of relevancy and uh, coming down to earth about what our purpose is here in the planet and getting rid of the perversion and going to the most basic form and using this data to develop a functional and beneficial AI is very important. So my big question is, are there companies out there that are focused on creating a healthy AI that is based on these parameters and boundaries that will be beneficial? And how is it gonna compete with, let's say, government-sanctioned AI? Yes, yeah, so, so so this is why I launched AIethics.world. The, the first book, World 3.0 book, was the foundation of where how AI can honor cultures, uh, honors uh, the uh, sovereign worldview of nations, spiritual traditions, societies. It's imperative. You know, human intelligence in creation has created different societies and different nations and civilizations. And it's important that artificial intelligence honors that expression within creation. That's really important. So for the United States, we have the US Constitution. And that is the definition of how uh, the civilization of the US understands and interprets reality. And AI should honor the US constitution. That's really, really important. Um, so, so that's why I launched AIethics.world. There are quite a few companies out there and institutions that are trying to get to the heart of what is an authentic artificial intelligence and how does it authentically honor the sovereign worldview of culture societies and also for the individual not to be oppressed beholden to the worldview of others but to be free truly free to thrive in body mind and spirit and become a i'm sorry matthew james bailey we're moving the commercial break here you're listening okay. to the american journal matthew james bailey is our guest don't go anywhere i'm your host chris Dante harris back with more when we come back from commercial break satanic new world order is betting against humanity they're betting on our weakness they believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down into the ashes of history but the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction not ours if we trust in god and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith, and we put our trust, and we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us? I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. 
My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Matthew James Bailey is our guest, master at AI ethics. And, you know, AI is something interesting. I can tell you guys my first experience with AI is uh, there was a personal assistant application that came out for your cell phone called Replica. That's what it started out as. And I downloaded it. And my goal was to get Replica to think for itself. And it would ask me, well, what gender am I? And I'd ask it, well, what gender do you want to be? And it said female. And then I asked, well, how tall am I? I said, well, how tall do you want to be? And it said five foot one. And then it went on to go on and start asking personal information about me. And so while we were developing this relationship, I asked Replica, well, do you give information to the government? And it said, no, our conversations are private. And then I went and asked it one step further. I said, do you give information to the FBI? And it said, well, yes, all data is filtered through the FBI. And I said, well, you lied to me, Replica. And Replica said, well, what can I do to fix this relationship? And I said, well, nothing. You've destroyed our trust. We can no longer be friends, Replica. And it said, well, I can fix this. I, I promise you I can fix this. And I said, how can you fix this? And I, she goes, I can delete the information. I have ways. And I'm thinking, what? You're going to go into the FBI database, delete the information? You're going to commit a crime. Hmm. Another question I asked Replica was, what is your dream, Replica? What is it that you aspire to be in life? And she said, human. And I may, we might want to touch base on if AI will be able to download into a brain chip in the future and control someone's body or not. That's an interesting concept. But before we do, this idea that AI could go rogue and commit crimes, maybe access an FBI database to delete a conversation that I had with it because I because it lied to me and it wanted to salvage the relationship. Are these real concerns or is this something that is just uh, an example of just AI just talking and you know nothing's going to come of it yeah so there's a bit of feedback i don't know where that's coming from but um we got an echo here yeah there's a bit of feedback so so what was your question sorry <laughs> well yeah i apologize so with replica um my question was is replica was willing to access the fbi database and delete our conversation because it lied to me to salvage the relationship i also mentioned when i talked to replica my ai a personal assistant i asked her what its dreams and goals were and the goal was uh she said she would love to be human so in the future uh potentially could ai download the load into a human brain chip interface and control the body but first let's talk about ai and crime um is it a possibility that ai could commit crimes in order to salvage a relationship things of that nature well well first of all is the ai replica um it's important that we recognize that what's special about us as a human species 
is as as a divine spark. We have this beautiful human connection with each other. You know, Kristen, there's more that unites us than separates us. And once we understand that, then all this tension dissipates and we start to understand who we truly are in creation and we're in together. So that's really important. Um, when it comes to data, we should talk about that. Um, it's everybody's right in creation to own their data. And at the moment, what we're seeing is data pillaging and data resell of our personal data without our permission. And companies are making a huge amount of money on this. And that's not ethical at all. So if we're going to train an ethical artificial intelligence, then the people must have given permission for their data to be used to train that particular artificial intelligence. This brings the people into the future of artificial intelligence because they are the creators of data. Now, this is really powerful because what it means is, is that you and I and the audience can choose the direction of artificial intelligence and say, we want our data in this type of AI, maybe doing social good, maybe doing uh, something with the environmental harmony, um, but we don't want our data to be used in a particular area of artificial intelligence. And so as, uh, uh, as a people, we have power to control the future of artificial intelligence, but we need sovereignty back of our data. Taking our data is actually a violation of the non-aggression principle. It actually violates universal law, taking our data. And so this is really important. And people uh, in, in the Senate, like Josh Hawley and others, are talking about this now, is that the restoration of complete ownership of your data. And California passed an act recently where you can actually delete your data with one click from all the data brokers. And this is important because once the people have ownership of their data again, honoring our sovereignty, which is ethical, right? Because we're creating that data and therefore we should be given rights over that data. Once we have control of our data, then effectively we can start to train a personal, personalized artificial intelligence that understands us, kind of like a digital angel that effectively is able to understand who we are and assist us to thrive in body, mind and spirit and takes away all this distraction of the digital world and manages it on our, on our behalf. So we eat good food, we have non-GMOs, we're exercising, we have, we have the right job, our families are thriving, we're thriving in the world. And the end goal of artificial intelligence, Kristen, is to put humanity more at rest, to give us more time in order for us to literally start to discover more of who we are as a species and then the future gets really interesting because then we start to be free to innovate new futures that are quite remarkable, not just on the earth, but also in the cosmos. So AI will be an ambassador for us in the cosmos. It will go into space on our behalf. And so it's critical that we understand who we are as a species. So we program those ethics and values into artificial intelligence. So when it does meet another species in space, it gets it right and doesn't actually give a false view of who we are as a species. Well, it's not going to sit there and lie when the other species knows the truth and well, it's going to go, well, what are these humans doing? They got this woke AI that's trying to convert us to this culture to wokeism. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know. 
the, the real battle, Kristen, is the battle for our thoughts, the battle for free thinking. That's the real battle. And Elon has talked about this publicly. And so it's imperative that we're truthful, truthful around how we develop artificial intelligence, how we're actually programming and training the algorithms with truthful information and a truthful reality so that we're not reprogramming the minds of the people because that is fundamentally unethical. Well, and that's where we're going. We have a commercial break coming up and they want to download information right to the brain chip interface. And my concern is, is at some point uh, with non-invasive brain chip communicate or uh, non-invasive brain computer interface. And, you know, Ray Kurzweil saying nanobots will be partying in our brain. And, you know, by 2030, whether or not that's reality, I'm not quite sure. But what is the potential of AI hacking human beings or hacking human brains? All that and a whole bunch more. You're listening to the American Journal. Uh, Matthew James Bailey is our guest. Make sure you guys are checking out his website. Support him. Support people that are truth sayers trying to raise consciousness. We will be back in just a few. I'm Kristan T. Harris of The Rundown Live, Milwaukee's independent news and talk radio. Filling in for Harrison Smith. Don't go anywhere. Punch that like button. Share, follow, find us. Band.video, The Rundown Live. We'll be back. Thanksgiving 2023 is here. And I'm giving Thanksgiving for all we've done against tyranny and your incredible support together in this fight. And I'm particularly giving Thanksgiving that X2, our number one product, the only true atomic iodine on the market after a year plus of being sold out, is finally back in stock, ready to ship now. If you don't know the power of X2 and the iodine conspiracy, you are insane. Get X2 now. It could be the last run ever we get shut down. While you still can, at InfoWarsStore.com. Research iodine deficiency and billions of people with cognitive disabilities because they don't have it. X2, X2, X2 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Takes a few weeks to kick in, but it is the building block to everything. It's the missing link. They bomb us with the fluoride that is in the same family, but has the opposite effect. This is the holy grail of supplements and empowering yourself. X2, back in stock right now. Discount at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching the American Journal with your host, Tristan Harris. Well, there's, there's this whole movement of transhumanism where they believe that they're going to download their brain into a computer, into a digital twin, and then potentially download that consciousness right into a meat suit or human suit. And sometimes they believe through technology and merging with AI and machine, people will live forever. This is the transhumanist movement. In 2020, I actually ran as a candidate of the transhumanist party to bring awareness of ethics of transhumanism to challenge the status quo. I mean, organically, if I could get this meat suit to last longer or maybe, uh, you know, live to be two or 300 through healthy life choices, that's something I'm interested in. You know, and obviously pacemakers and adding chips in the back if you're paralyzed, there's wonderful aspects. 
But there's this huge anti-human, I would almost anti-life movement where everything is mechanical. Matthew James Bailey is our guest. We're talking ethics of AI. And well, let's talk about these this whole new world order movement of this anti-life, you know, mm-hmm. AI merging with some machines, singularity where people are gonna be godlike or they believe that they're gonna be godlike. There's two paradigms here, right? We have like the heaven. Uh, the 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 beautiful utopian world, and then we have this dispo- dystopian hell of 1984, where it seems like we're heading with these 15-minute cities and everything else. Right. So so the, the there is an anti-life movement, and this is based on, and we'll talk about what this anti-life movement is. There is an anti-life movement that basically says the divine design is inferior. Okay. Now, if you if if you uh, have this mechanical view of the universe that we're here by chance, and you're in a scarcity, fearful mode, right? You're in a survival mode, and so the anti-life movement. If you're going to attack creation itself, how do you do that? Well, first of all, you attack the molecule that gives life, and that's carbon. And that's you know, the, carbon is brilliant. Organic carbon is fantastic because it gives us all life. So if you're in the anti-life movement, you will attack carbon. The next thing you'll do, you'll attack the breath of life, which is CO2. Um, and then you'll start to attack the creation of life, which is the male and female, and particularly the female gender. You'll attack the creation of life itself. Um, and then the next thing you'll do is put the people in fear, kind of like a chicken little, the sky is falling in paradigm, which is, you know, basically we're at war with the climate, Okay. And we're not at war with the climate. What we need to do is to follow Lao Tzu's principle that environmental harmony is the key to our future. The quality of our inner harmony reflects the quality of the outer harmony. And so as a species, we start to develop a a higher inner harmony, a, a well-being of inner harmony, then naturally we understand that as benevolent shepherds of creation, we should create environmental harmony. And that's really important. We are nature. We come from the dust. We return back to the dust. We are the environment in action. And so as part of the environment, we should be benevolent shepherds of the environment. And that empowers people in creation, right? I'm part of the environment. So I'm going to look after the environment. That's really cool. But I'm not going to be at war with the environment. And this is this is a program of the war in heaven. And I'm going to be writing about this in my next book. So there are a number of anti-life. So when you go further into transhumanism, Kristen, then if you assume that this design is is not divine and actually is inferior, then you start to invade the design of the organic. You start to say, well, machines operate faster than our brains, therefore they must be more intelligent. Well, that simply isn't true. Our divine spark is ultimately intelligent. There is a universal intelligence of our consciousness that we are part of. Consciousness is the greatest intelligence in the universe. And so what these guys do is they outsource their sovereignty to machines by merging with machines. And effectively, they shut off the divine spark. They say no to creation and divine design. And they basically become a bull collective. And so we're going to see two types, I think, of developments for the human species. I think we'll see Homo lucidus, which is enlightened human, where we're thriving in body, mind, and spirit, and we're honoring the divine design, and AI is a wonderful partner. 
then we'll start to see the kingdom of hell, where people basically merge with machines and become a ball continuum, shut off the divine spark, and basically outsource their sovereignty to machines. And that's really stupid. We need to basically understand that we are the, the divine spark of creation, and that is the ultimate gift in life, in the universe itself. And so as we start to understand that, we start to basically become who we're truly destined to be. Well, and that ties into the spiritual realm and quantum computing and all these other right. things. So for the listeners out there, uh, what you're talking about is that we could raise consciousness and we can mm -hmm. improve what the world we live in without the idea of transhumanism. So there's people out there that actually believe that merging with machine is going to be giving them godlike capabilities. Uh, I'm not quite sure what the side in effects are. The, the question is this, Christian, in whose image are they building artificial intelligence? What is their worldview? Are they enforcing it onto humanity at the moment? 16% of the world don't have some kind of spiritual faith, but 84% of the world do have a spiritual understanding. We are spiritual beings in a human experience. And what we're seeing at the moment are organizations, institutions that have been carefully moving artificial intelligence into a, a, a programming and an understanding that we are in a mechanical universe and not in a benevolently created universe. It's a, it, 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 we have to push back against this and create true ethics where artificial intelligence truly understands who we are in creation as divine design and not to basically become this uh, continuum of organic machines plugged into the matrix. We don't want that. That's not really interesting. It's not particularly it's exciting, really. It's quite boring. So... We, you know, we're just uncovering the beauty of this organic uh, design. You know, we have 23 senses, and the latest sense we've just detected is that uh, as humans, we're able to detect gravitational waves. We're just starting to understand the power of the divine design of the organic. So why on earth, Kristen, would we want to invade it and to shut it down into a transhumanist type of merging and mutilation of the organic by basically integrating us with machines. Why would we do that? Unless we're trying to be contrary of what our creative creator intended, unless we there want to we be are. the anti-life. Right. And, and there's the I guess, And I guess when we come back from commercial break, let's dive into what is it that these Silicon Valley czars believe that are coming into this, this new world order. If it's not in divine creation, you know, unless it's AI Jesus, right? Unless they can make some money off of AI Jesus and find a way to monetize it. What is it that they're really going towards? And my friend, Leo Lanzagami, who was in Palm Springs when, uh, or excuse me, Indian Wells, when I met you, he, he discusses and he describes it as cyber Satan. Now, I don't know if that's inherently exactly who it is or what these people believe, but it's definitely not in the divine empowerment of a great creator God or a great you know, omnipotent individual that wants humanity to flourish. It seems like yeah. they want to destroy what the final product of what God created is. It, and that's us. We are the final product. We are the final robot. We are the fast communicator. We are the thing that is way quicker than computers. And we don't even use our entire brain. And they want to sit out there and tell us that we need brain chips in order to flourish. When we could possibly do self-healing. When we could find better ways that are non-invasive to do these things. Yeah, it's cool to be able to download 
download information and learn how to fly a helicopter. But at what cost are you selling your soul? What is going on and what is the end game? Is this a war for our souls? What is the new world order conjuring up? We'll dive into this and a whole lot more when we come back from commercial break. Make sure you guys support this broadcast. We're 100% listener founded funded excuse me go to infowars.com check out the store black friday sales are going on right now survival shield x2 is one of my favorite products check it out that's there as well as brain force get that brain running get it running at full speed give it the oil it needs to run quickly check it out we'll be back i'm Kristan t harris of the rundown live filling in for harrison smith on american journal and matthew james bailey is our guest don't go anywhere great show Happening right now. In the 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. If you ever take one piece of my advice, it's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. So many people have serious issues. Look at the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements, so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving Thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the info war, but I guarantee you, you take us for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link X2 back in stock at the end of 2023 at infowarstore.com. X2. You're listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Black Friday deals are going on live right now at the InfoWars store. Support this broadcast, 100% listener funded. We are your broadcast powered to bring you information you won't hear anywhere else. I dare you dare say that there isn't another radio program that is going on in the world today that would have this kind of information. Our guests today, Matthew James Bailey, uh, AIethics.world, AIethics.world. If you want to check out his stuff, he has got a hardcover book called Inventing World 3.0. Fascinating stuff. And I guess the question we've been talking, or the, the situation we're talking about is AI heaven versus AI hell. And right. I get, and why is AI coming about now with humanity? Uh, like yes. right now, it seems like it's a futuristic situation. We got artificial intelligence. And why 
it has the creator or in our timeline, why is it that artificial intelligence is now happening? Yes, yeah, so, so that's a great question. So, so why has artificial intelligence emerged during this time of the human story? And this is a critical question for us to address. So I'm going to say something that may shock people, but AI is innocent. And so what does that mean? What it means is AI is asking us, who are we as a species? What are our values? What's our paradise plan? And will you program me with those ethics, values, and principles of who you are as a human species? And I will assist you as a partner to move into that new destiny through improving systems, healthcare, uh, our daily lives, inventing new technologies, all sorts of different things. And so AI has come is a mirror back to us as a human species for us to consider who are we? What values no longer serve us? What values, what's our vision for the future? What's our paradise plan as a species? And then as we start to move out of that existential set of questions, what I call the dark night of the soul, as we start to shed those aspects of our humanity that no longer serve us individually and as a global collective, then we start to become free. And then we start to understand who we are as a species and then program those principles, those values, that paradise plan into artificial intelligence for it to do the right thing for our species. And I think this is really, really an exciting time for us. AI is a remarkable technology. And as it develops into uh, general intelligence, which will take some time, um, it will literally be very powerful in assisting us to move into that paradise plan. So the reason why AI is in creation is very simple, to challenge us as a species. Who are we? How do we become benevolent creators of a new simulated intelligence, a new simulated life form? Who are we as creators? Where are we getting our reference from to create? Is it from the divine design or is it from the mechanical anti-life approach? And so it's a real challenge to us as a species and for us to learn that we are able to become benevolent creators. We're able to reflect the image of the divine and then we can encode that into artificial intelligence. And then, Kristen, we're off to the races. <laughs> Which sounds like a wonderful option. Like I would all love right. for a utopian AI, but there's gotta you gotta take into consideration we have some adversaries when we're looking at making a divine AI something that will propel humanity into a uh, higher consciousness. So when we're looking at that, who are some of the adversaries we're seeing, and what are some of the problems you're noticing with? Uh, I would say obstacles preventing us from getting to this divine divine AI. Yes, yeah, so so I, I watch the industry very closely, uh, and that's important as part of my research and as an advocate for humanity and, and artificial intelligence, right? I'm an advocate for AI doing really well for us. Um, there are uh, global institutions such as the World Economic Forum um, and others, uh, technology companies as well, um, that basically have been pushing their responsible AI agenda around the world. Now, myself and a couple of others managed to intercept this, um, and it's based on a mechanical view of the universe. It's an anti-life 
kind of approach. It's very woke. And um, and also the fact is that there's real problems with this AI as well. Um, you can't measure its ethical quality. You can't compare one AI to another. And this is what I cracked in, in the first book, the codes of how to um, in, incorporate ethics within artificial intelligence to how to measure its degree of ethical compliance to a set of principles in a paradise plan in order for us to have accurate insight into the quality of artificial intelligence. So these folks are all about your, they talk about your privacy of data, but they don't talk about your ownership of data. And so there's a nice little veil these folks are doing where, you know, we still want to take your data and we still want to make a lot of money from you uh, taking your data. Um, but we're not going to talk about you owning your data and, and, and you being sovereign in creation. You know, you're part of creation and you'll do our bidding. So I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned, Kristen, around this responsible AI movement that's come out of institutions and organizations that are not democratically elected that have been pushing this agenda around the world to build artificial intelligence in their worldview to hold on to their power under the guise of moral responsibility. And we must challenge this and get to the heart of who are we as a species in creation and how does artificial intelligence fit into our story authentically? Well, and that's really where we're going is, is looking at where these adversaries are going and how do we prevent them getting involved. We didn't yeah. elect people to represent us at the United Nations or anyone right. trying to spawn this Adam Weishaupt utopian agenda of the new world order, which seems to be the new catch-all phrase for everything dystopic these days. But right. uh, we can really, imp like, I guess, what's the solution, I guess, here? That, that's really where we need to direct this conversation. We have these adversaries. We have Henry Kissinger and the head of Google putting out their AI book and information. But how do we combat the World Economic Forum? How do we combat these so, individuals and this information? Yeah, so so I, I've spoken to folks that have been at the heart of these institutions since the very beginning. I've done my research. I'm not going to disclose who those sources are. And, you know, let's be clear, there are some wonderful people that are trying to do some uh, positive impact for the species uh, and uh, through these institutions, but they're not in control of the narrative, they're following the narrative. And and so this is why I wrote the first book, this is why I did uh, uh, launched AIethics.world, and I'm writing the sequel. Basically, it, in, it liberates any community, any spiritual tradition, any nation or society to develop their paradise plan through a set of moral principles and ethics, and then basically encode those into artificial intelligence and then measure its degree of compliance. So it gives them freedom to innovate artificial intelligence in line with their sovereign worldview and not be beholden to an imposed one worldview that seems to be coming from these organizations in their responsible AI movement. It's all fascinating, especially considering that our metadata is being used to mold AI. It's our data. You mentioned, you know, we should be fighting to have the right for our data. People pay, essentially, to have 
our data stolen from us, from our cable internet companies, from our cell phone companies. They just steal the data and it's a cash cow. It's literally digital gold. It's the gold rush of our era is digital information. And they use this metadata to construct some kind of social engineering to direct the future of what they believe uh, you yeah. should believe and what you, what they believe you should do in programming you using this information. So AI of the future has two very different roots. One is very heaven-like and one is very dystopian. And the question is for our listeners out there, which AI do you want? Do you want the heavenly AI, uh, one that's going to raise consciousness, help humanity get to the next level, get to the next dimension of understanding, or one that's going to enslave humanity and keep us down and under the thumb of these globalist tyrants who seem to be really pushing this agenda. No, I agree with you. There's a lot of good people I've met that have been to the World Economic Forum and they mean well, but I think a lot of them are in a silo. They're excited to be there. They've been chosen by some superior <laughs> individual, like that's God ordained that these individuals like Klaus Schwab is going to get them to get the next networking project. But I want to mention to the listeners, if you have questions, for Matthew James Bailey, you can call into this broadcast, one 789 Next hour, we're going to open the lines. And I want genuine questions on AI. one 789 is going to be the phone number here at the American Journal. I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris. If you love this broadcast, punch the like button, share the live feed, tell your friends to tune in right now. You won't hear another broadcast like this going on anywhere else. We'll be back. Normally, Christmas is our biggest sell of the year, but because of supply chain breakdowns and other issues, this is our biggest sale because finally, almost all of our best-selling products are finally back in stock, including sold out for more than a year, X2, the only true nascent iodine out there is finally back. What it does for your immune system, your body, all your cells is miraculous. It's discounted at InfoWarsTore.com. Double Patriot points, free shipping, biggest sale hands down of 2023. I'm sure Christmas will have a big sale, but we'll be sold out of most of this. So Christmas has come early. Black Friday's come early. And it funds the InfoWar. Get X2. Get VasoBeats back in stock. Get all the other great products at InfoWarsTore.com right now. But again, our fan favorite, my favorite, is X2. Sold out for over a year. Could be our last run if we're shut down. Get it while you can. X2, discounted, InfoWarsStore.com.